What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Joris Delacruz over Zoom video. Joris was born and raised in South France and talks about how he got into music. Joris started off on piano, did that for a number of years. Around 15 years old is when Joris picked up the guitar and messed around with that a bit, thought he wanted to play maybe in a rock band or something. When Joris turned 18 and was going to clubs, he saw a DJ spinning vinyl and just was mesmerized by this DJ and knew that's what I want to try to do. So he went home, he was able to get a copy of Fruity Loops, he started to produce, he talked about putting out his first songs, gaining success on MySpace, releasing his first album, the success of his song Air France, Joris talks about signing to a major label and putting an album out. Now he's back with an indie label. He's got his third full-length album coming out very soon, but we talked about his most recent song called Stuck in Memories. You can watch our interview with Joris on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, we would love it if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Joris Delacruz. Hey, hey what's up, Joris? How are you? I'm fine, you. I'm doing awesome. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Of course. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you and uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new song. Okay, cool. Hi, Adam. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, where were you? Uh, first off, where were you born and raised? Did I see Fr uh, France area? Yeah, I'm from France, uh, from uh, south of France, actually. I was born in south of France. And uh, now I live in uh, Paris and uh, Montpellier in south of France. You know, I traveled a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool, cool. Well, how far away from Paris were you in the south of France? Is that fairly far? Uh, uh, like maybe... Uh, 700 kilometers, something like this. So like three hours with the train. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. What was it like down there in South France, like growing up? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. You know, it's not, the weather is not very beautiful actually. So <laughs> that's a bit disappointing because that's a reason I keep the South of France because of the weather. So I hope it's going getting better in the next days, but Oh, yeah, really? The weather uh, down there is not as good as in Paris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's all about... Yeah, I love living in Paris because Paris is like a crazy city. Uh, all, all the uh, crazy things happen all the time, and that's nice. But sometimes I need to, to rest from that. So that's sure. why I keep, uh, keep uh, a part of me in South of France to be like in a quiet area, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Was it a pretty small town that you grew up in? Uh, yeah, I, I don't live, uh, I don't still live in the town I, I was born, I was raised, uh -huh. uh, because it's a very, very small town, like, uh, maybe 1,000 inhabitants, something like this. So wow, now that I, is small. Yeah, 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 now I live in Montpellier, which is like a quite small city, it's like, uh, 400,000 uh, inhabitants. No, that's not very big city, but that's okay. Yeah. That's enough. Very cool. Do you come from a musical household or like an artistic household at all? Uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I started with the piano when I was young. Uh, I started at uh, four years old. Uh, pretty oh my soon. gosh! Wow, that's really yeah. young. 
yeah. Was this uh, something your so, parents uh, were? Or were they pianists, or did they play piano? Uh, or like, what? How did you no, get into piano? Then? No, honestly, I'm the only musician. In, I'm not the only musician in my family, but I'm the only uh, professional musician in my family. Okay. Uh, my parents. Uh, my my father the, is uh, like a winemaker, you know. So oh wow! Okay. Very far from music, and um, and my mother is now a yoga teacher. So, but she has like sensitivity with music, and she the uh, bring bring me to the music when I was young. So I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> no, definitely. Did you continue with piano like for pretty much uh, your whole adolescent life, or or did you stop yeah. at an early age? Yeah, I still I still play piano. Uh, I was uh, taking back lessons like two years ago. Uh, then I stopped because I don't have time anymore to, to take lessons. So, but uh, I use the, the the piano more like the keyboard in my production in my live set and all the things. Sure. And like the the real piano, the classical piano, which I used to play when I was young. Uh, I still do it, but it's more like a hobby for now. You know, it's, um, okay. The- to do music in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Did you do like, uh, like, um, like recitals and stuff growing up as a kid? Like, were, were you through lessons? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. had to go up and do, yeah, like play your piece in front of maybe your family and, and a bunch of other people that were also in, in the yeah, same yeah, lessons yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. I did that like every year because at the end of the year, the music school I was in, uh, there was like, uh, I don't know the, the English term, but yeah, let's call it a recital. So you're yeah, like recital, to, uh, yeah, 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 And so you're supposed to uh, to learn um, a piece of music and play it in front of all the parents. And you know? so that the first concert I made was this one, actually. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were you? Do you remember being a kid nervous or or anything like that, or were you fairly confident going up there? Um, I think I was pretty confident because what I remember the first time I did a recital, uh, I was six years old. And I played a a track of mine, actually. (laughs) No way. You wrote your own song at six? Yeah, it was like a silly track I composed uh, when I was six years old. But uh, I think uh, that was like um, a proof uh, I was made to to create music, not just to play music from other people. Because uh, after that, I wanted to go to the conservatory, like Mm -hmm. uh, Big Stereos Music School. And um, I was... Play, playing pretty well actually. I was uh, I was good with the piano, but uh, they refused me because I explained them okay, but I'm not really interested by at playing uh, music from other people. I want to play mine. Say yeah, but that's not what we are doing here. So <laughs> maybe it's not uh, the good picture for you. So uh, okay, so so that's how. So that was like the the end of my um, uh, piano lesson uh, lessons period. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so after that, uh, I started to learn how to play the guitar, electric guitar, because I wanted to be a, a rock star this time. Oh, and, sure. Uh, <laughs> how old How old at that point? Uh, I was like uh, 15 years old. So okay. it was during my teenage years, you know, when you were supposed to be a rebel and things. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, and three years after that, I got into electronic music and I never left because this is definitely my thing now. Yes. Wow. So when you're 15 and started learning guitar, did you start a band or anything? Or were you writing like yeah, rock I songs? Tried. I tried, but you know, I was living in a very, very small town. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of people. So it was quite difficult to find people to play with. And that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is, to be honest, I was not very, very good at the guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Did you write so, your own songs on guitar? I mean, it sounds like yeah. you're writing your own songs that 
on piano at I, a very early age. I tried, I tried, but um, the way I started to play guitar was not. Uh, I, I like the guitar. I really like the, the this instrument, and I I learned a lot of things uh, playing this one because it was different from playing the piano. But uh, I, I didn't add the same, I'd say, um, the same uh, gift to create music with the guitar than I have with a keyboard, you know. So I, I tried, but it was like very less elaborated, I guess, from right about to play with the piano. Yeah. And when did you, you said uh, about three years later, so you're around 18 years old is when you discovered electronic music and kind of fell in love with it? Yeah, it's uh, 18 years old. I think it's because uh, this is the day uh, I, I got the, um, I was the right age to go into the club. So I started uh -huh. to go into the club. And um, and I, I liked electronic music before, but uh, this was something I was just listening. And uh, I remember the, the first time I went to a club, uh, so I saw the DJ playing and was vinyl playing. So I was... Uh, was uh, uh, listening to a DJ playing vinyls, and I said, mm -hmm. "Man, this is so cool! I want to do that." And I remembered, so I, I started um, uh, learning this. And uh, 18 years old was also the the time I uh, really got the internet at home because uh. I, was, I was playing very small town, so internet got a lot of <laughs> of time to to come to uh, our house, you know. And uh, so I could learn. It, it, like the internet made like a big difference because I was able to to learn everything just on the programs, talking with people on website and things. So I download music, of course. So that's uh, that's made the, the difference. So so I was also able to download the software to do music, and um, because I remember when I was younger, like when I was like fourteen, something like this, maybe thirteen, fourteen, I had. Um, like a PlayStation, you know, to uh, yeah, yeah. Play. and on the PlayStation, there was a game called the uh, music, uh, 2000. And it was, uh, basically a sequencer, you know? And I oh, remember, really? I don't yeah, I yeah. had, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you as well, but I had, you know, PlayStation. I don't remember having any cool games like that. Yeah. I remember this one. And uh, <laughs> it was like a, a silly sequencer, but, uh, it's give you, it gives me like an idea to how you can do electronic music. Mm -hmm. And I remember, oh, I remember I had a lot of fun doing that. So maybe I can, now I can do that on my parents' computer, you know? So that's how I download like Fruity Loops at this time. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, I talked to you and uh, I started creating tracks and I was on forums and the old game was like creating a track, making people of the forum listen to it. Hey, oh, can I improve that? Can you give me some advice? And that's all I learned basically, you know? Wow. Okay. So yeah. from just to rewind here a second. From going into that club around 18 and seeing this DJ play and then being using vinyl and kind of mixing with vinyl, uh, did you ever go in that direction at all or did it kind of stay on the computer? Like after seeing him, were you like, oh, I need to collect records. I want to DJ parties like yeah. Uh, like this. Yeah, yeah, that was my goal. Uh, I had to start with the computer because um, I was 18, so I didn't have a lot of money to spend. Oh, sure. Vinyl ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so all i had was my my computer my parents computer uh -huh. so i remember i downloaded a software called um, uh, virtual dj you know so oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i started like uh, creating mixes on virtual dj just to get like the the the, the principles of uh mixing and uh i i, I started having a, a small job so i called um 
I could uh, buy some uh, turntables and some mm-hmm. vinyls. So that's how I really learned how to 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 play to how to play as a DJ. You know, so I started uh, with vinyls with uh, like uh, maybe five vinyls. <laughs> so that that was all I had, but it was enough to uh, to uh, learn how to synchronize the track and how to mix it. And um, after after the big CDJ period arrived, so. So I, I just uh, kind of uh, forgot the vinyl and won the CDJ stuff. But that was important for me to learn it on the vinyl because for me, if you can play a DJ set on vinyl, you can play it on anything, you know, because it's the hardest thing to do. So I'm pretty proud of uh, of um, doing that, you know. Yeah, no, I always think that, I mean, it's it's awesome to watch electronic music in any form. But when the DJ is pulling from crates and, you know, and throwing records on and then having to, you know, find the spot on the vinyl and, you know, mix it in. Like, I, I always find that so it just it, it's so mesmerizing to me uh, to watch that process happen kind of like in a live setting. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, that's something like I would say, uh, like physical, you know, because you can like hold your the music. Now, that's the cool thing about vinyl. Right, right. Um, wow. So you get Fruity Loops and you start making your own songs or beats and stuff, and you're showing them to people on different forums and kind of getting feedback. Um, at what point do you then go, okay, I'm going to start putting, I feel like these are good enough to maybe start kind of like a, a, a an artist project of, of, of sorts. Like, were you still living in, in the same town when you started to really release music yeah. on your own and kind of pursue this as a, as a career? Uh, honestly, from the day one, I started producing music. In my mind, the goal was to uh, to become an artist and make my my life out of it. You know, so. Oh, okay. But I, I needed to to practice, of course. Uh, I needed to get some skills, so it took so like several years. Um, at some point, uh, I was able to propose, uh, I think, uh, more serious music, which can be played, which can be listened. Um, so I started to uh, send it to labels, uh, labels um, I liked, and uh, I got my first. Uh, I got my first deal. Let's call it a deal, <laughs> but uh, with a small label in, from uh, west of France, um, and I made my first release. Uh, release, sorry, it was when I was like maybe twenty, something like this. So like, yeah, like two years. Two years later, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and at some point, uh, I started to get uh, like a bit famous on on MySpace at this time. Oh, okay, and after yeah, that was a long time ago. No, and, uh, that after- that was a big thing. I mean, even to this day, I feel like MySpace. Well, I guess TikTok is a is a is a competitor, but like, and back then, I mean, MySpace. If you were doing really well in MySpace, people knew who you were, and I mean, it was a worldwide thing, and. It was like at that time it was like MySpace, and if and if you had a song on Hype Machine, like that was where people were like, oh, like who's this person, or you know, who's this 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 DJ or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the start, but I think the, the big step for me was uh, SoundCloud because this is uh, where I got like famous. It was on on SoundCloud, you know, and um, so like, like being uh, making good uh, good uh, say good scores uh, on uh, SoundCloud. Helped me to uh, get interest from labels, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and one day uh, I made like uh, an encounter very significant for me. Uh, a friend of mine called uh, Greg Delon, 
uh, who's a French guy from South of France. He's not very famous as well, but in South of France, he's pretty famous. Yeah. And he was very, he's a DJ and was playing all the big clubs where I live now in Montpellier. And um, uh, I just sent me like my next release. And he, he, he um, answered me back, said, oh, this is called music. You know, I'm launching a, la- a label right now, so maybe you can like uh, send me some stuff. So yeah, okay. So, and uh, I already I already knew him. I really liked uh, what he was doing. And I knew he was very influenced uh, where I live. So I said, maybe that can be a good idea uh, to, to work with him. Mm-hmm. So I started uh, sending in my tracks and uh, released it on his, his label, uh, which is uh, Way of Out, is the name of the label. And um, he pushed me to, to do uh, an album. So I did my first album with him. And he kind of managed me at first. He was like my first manager. And he helped me and he was uh, finding me uh, gigs and helped me to improve my production and stuff. So, and this is where with the first album where things got very serious when I called like stop working and do only music. It was in 2011 and uh, I never had to, to, go back. Uh, to go back in a normal job uh, again. So I'm very thankful for, for that, you know. Was that the uh, album going back? Uh, yeah, so the, the, the going back uh, is a, a bit special because this is all my first tracks. And uh, I had some issues with the first label uh, I released uh, the track on. Uh, so I just uh, took uh, back the, those tracks and it was not available anywhere. So I say maybe it's a bit pity because some people uh, like it. So we made like, uh, how to say, um, a uh, flashback release. You know? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like all, all the old stuff that you that you yeah. weren't really able to release at that point because yeah, of the label yeah. situation. Got it. Yeah. And then you put that out as like an yeah, album. Yeah, that's it. So if you check it on, on Spotify, it's uh, it appears like an album, but it's not an album. It was uh, a lot of uh, singles or EPs, you know. Understood. And, uh, okay. And uh, the first album was uh, it was a uh, room with you. Room with uh, you. Yeah, yeah, EP. So yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And that was the one that you worked on with this producer that you kind of looked up to, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So and after, after, so I did like um, another album and uh, Universal, like uh, later in 2018. Yeah, and, and uh, now I'm working on the third one actually. So yeah. amazing, <laughs> yeah. So you on that room with the View EP was the song Air France, the one that kind of changed everything for you? Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's how the, did that the, all the happen? Like, was that done through SoundCloud? Like, t- kind of tell me the story behind that song. Uh, actually, it's a bit strange to me because uh, this is a track I made like in four hours, you know, very quick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, when I released it, uh, for me, it was not finished, you know, but it was like, the track, I cannot find uh, another ID, you know, and Greg told me at this time, yeah, it's maybe because the track is finished, it's cool, that's why, so you have to release it. So, okay, maybe, so let's do it, you know. And um, so I started uh, playing this in my uh, DJ set and in my podcast at this time, and I quickly saw like something was happening, you know, like people recognized the vibe uh, at, uh, at first, uh, very quick, and... Um, and I said, okay, maybe something is coming with that. So, and when I released it, what like like a big hit. You know, everybody was playing this in France, and uh, I got uh, some some. Um, I was contacted contacted by uh, Roger Sanchez. You know, Roger Sanchez. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Yeah, we, we was like very very big DJ at this time, and he uh-huh. contacted us to, to put it on his um, uh, yearly uh, compilation. You know, uh, 
And for me, it was like unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, what the fuck is happening? You know? Yeah, no, and, for sure. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is the the track. I think it's still my main track uh, today because um, even now it's getting older, you know, because it's from 2000. I made it in 2009. So that's a while ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, people are still asking for this when I'm playing and I see something happens every time I play it. So yeah, I think this is the the, the track which changed everything for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was it like going in and like, you said you, you had a chance to quit your job at that point and really do music full time. That must've been a pretty cool uh, moment to go in. I don't know what you were doing. Like maybe just going into the job and be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, the music but- thing is working out. I'm going to do that full time. Like, it's been fun, but yeah. see you guys later. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So especially like the, the last job I had, I was doing for two years before I quit, was uh, making burgers uh, in a McDonald's. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I was pretty happy to leave, I guess. But yeah, that's a the, special story. <laughs> yeah, that's a special. But at the, at, in the other hand, that was not a very, very, very interesting job, but. Uh, People there were very uh, supportive with me, you know. And uh, when I left, uh, my boss at the McDonald's I walked in was a former um, a bouncer in a club. So it was kind of the night business before. So when I was saying I was DJ and stuff, you know, you kind of like it, you know. So, so it was cool. It was cool. And when I left, uh, I left because I saw it was like be more because of the financial as- aspect, mm-hmm. the financial aspect. And right. I saw like, okay, for this summer, I just checked my gigs and I have like three months and I can live uh, only with my music for, for three months, you know? And uh, I told myself, maybe this is the only time in my life I would be able to do that. So I have to take this opportunity. So I went to my boss and say, okay, maybe I want to, to, to quit my job at McDonald's because uh, maybe I have a chance to do music. And the guy told me, yeah, okay, you know what? Just do the thing. And worst case scenario, if in three months you don't have gigs anymore, you can come back. I take you back, no problem. You know, so it was kind of. You know, I said, okay, I can go. Yeah, there is no no risk. You know? so yeah, that's nice. Cool. You got you had like a that safety net of, of sorts that your yeah. boss liked you enough to be like, all right, so you three months, see what happens. If it, if if it doesn't work, you, you know, you're yeah. always okay. welcome back here. Back. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that was cool. That's why. Uh, even if the, the experience at McDonald's was not very good because the job wasn't very interesting, but mm-hmm. I worked with a lot of very, very, very nice people and very supportive people. So I don't want to say bad thing about the, this time because right, it was there's no reason to right. I mean, they were super, they were not only supportive, but they were willing to take you back if it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of funny because I was already making some gigs at this time. So on the weekend I was doing gigs, and on the Monday I was back doing burgers and. It happens like three times. Uh, people recognize me in the McDonald's. You know, so. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> Do you so go? Yeah, that's me. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, this you're is, <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's a struggle, guys. You know, it's not all <laughs> glitz and glam right away. Uh, you said you put out a, a, an album. You signed with Universal and put out what Night Visions in t- 2018. Yeah. Was that, yeah, that must've yeah. been a pretty, I mean, to get signed to a major label, was that a lot different than uh, kind of what you were doing prior? Like what, what did they yeah. bring to the table that changed? Um, well, that, that was very different uh, because uh, Universal is a big business mm-hmm. 
and uh, you, I quickly uh, knew that um, I have to do like uh, business music, you know, and this is kind of the the kind of thing I didn't really like uh, in my universal experience uh, because I had to be on the radio. So I had to change the, the time of my music, the type of music, do, doing like vocal music all the time and stuff. And oh, I'm, not right. against, I'm not against vocal music. I love it. But I, I don't like when I have to do something, when people say you have to do that. You know, I want to be free with my, with my music. So Yeah, they change it up. They're, they're, not, they're now telling you how to make your own art, right? Yeah. So I tried, uh, and uh, at first I tried to follow what I was told to to do, uh, not because I wanted to, but because it was challenging, you know, to do, it was an opportunity to do different music. So I tried uh, doing that, and um, it, it, it still was a good experience because uh, once again, I learned, I learned a lot of things of mm-hmm. uh, how can I adapt my music to vocals, or can I adapt my music to the radio, or can I... Uh, go to different audiences. So th- this is notion I didn't add before and I add after. So that was still a good experience. But at some point, I needed to do my own thing. So I went to them and said, okay, uh, I hear what you're saying, but now I just want to do the music I want. Mm-hmm. And uh, from now, there, is, there will be no more uh, concession. No? And, um, and that's how uh, the Night Vision came out. You know, the, the, This album, it's uh, the the universal album. The, this is the really the music I wanted to do at this time. So um, artistically, it it was really cool. You know, I could uh, I could do uh, what I want, and so I, I I guess I didn't have like the biggest support from the universal team because I was not playing like the the game. But at the end, right. I did a good album and it went really well. And we yeah, I mean, the, it still has a ton of. I mean, start the engine has like almost twelve million streams. Yeah. Yeah, and this is actually, I think, my favorite track uh, I ever made. So, and oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so at the end, that that's cool. You know, I had to leave after the album because I wanted to to go back into something more, um, more into the independent la- label business because it, it fits more to to my spirit and the music I do. Mm-hmm. And um, and now I go with Armada, which is. Honestly, the best ex- label experience I ever had. So that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, is that a recent endeavor, Armada? Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty recent. I signed uh, in uh, uh, last October during oh, wow. the okay. Yeah, so that's pretty recent. Yeah, and uh, I knew Armada from from before, of course, uh, and I had some kind of connection with them because I play a lot in Netherlands and. Uh, as I produce uh, uh, melodic uh, house and techno, this is the the music that I am too. So they already knew me. So the connection was really easy with them, you know. So that's awesome. So even, yeah. So even if if it's pretty recent, uh, I kind of feel like I've been there all the time. You know, it's um, yeah. You have like uh, yeah. You've got exactly like kind of roots in that in that world. Um, with the, I'm curious because. The pandemic happens, you know, a couple of years after you had released Night Vision, but that happens. And I would imagine that a big part of your artist's, you know, career is done DJing parties and doing shows and that all got stripped away. So how that obviously it affected everybody in the in the world, which is bizarre, right? In itself, like you were affected in France and I was affected in the United States. But um, yeah. that being said, like once that all shut down, 
were you able to like write? Were you inspired? Were you like, is this ever going to come back? Like, what am I going to do now? Am I going to have to hit up my manager at McDonald's and be like, yeah, I know it's been, I know it's been about 10 years, but (laughs) can I still come back? Uh, that was uh, that was very um, difficult at first because uh, we didn't know uh, what is going to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, like everybody, I was uh, afraid that uh, maybe we will be like we we our job is uh, now something from the past. You know, it won't happen right. again. So uh, I knew I know a lot of artists uh, take advantage of this period to create new thing and. Uh, and uh, just produce music uh, like you're not playing anymore. So you have more time. You are more rest. So, so, but it was not the case for me. I was honestly, I was feeling very, very bad uh, because of that, and because maybe some problem I was, uh, I had like for several years, and now I, I just had time to think, and I took like all this thing in in my head, you know. So that was pretty difficult. And yeah. um, but uh, the cool thing was that. Um, in France, uh, you know, uh, for my uh, financial um, activities, uh, I run a company, and uh, we uh, got a lot of, uh, to say, uh, of um, uh, help from the the government and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah. Um, like grant, not grant. And I, I know what you're saying where they'd give, yeah, yeah they know. they'd give you guys some, they'd give small business businesses money to continue yeah. to operate yeah to, to, yeah so it was, of course i was not doing uh, the same money i was doing uh, by touring but uh it was okay you know so the financial aspect was okay so that was the first thing so uh, meaning i won't uh i don't have to take a, a shitty job or something i can still doing do music and wait for this to um to finish so the, like the first part where it was quite difficult and uh the second part was okay so there is still nothing to do. There is no gig, uh, etc. So, just enjoy the time. To uh, so I started doing sport. Uh, I started doing uh, things like this, you know. And uh, I started like uh, not to care so much about the music anymore. And actually, this was a good thing because it allowed me to uh, uh, to get some rest from the music. And at some point, like maybe uh, six months before the end of COVID. Um, like the inspiration went back and I started doing new tracks again. And uh, so that was the first cool thing. And the second very cool thing, it's the the day we were able to do concert again. I, I got like a full of gigs. So I was like, okay, so people haven't forgot me. So that's okay. I can continue doing that. So maybe it, it was difficult at first and um, it was difficult for everyone, uh, of course, for, for the people who uh, got sick and or, or the, for the people for the people who lost someone from the the sickness and things. So, but at the end, I say okay. So it gave me the ability to um, focus on myself, and uh, now I want to do new thing. And um, it, it kind of developed that feeling that okay, it can, it can uh, stop anytime. So I have to enjoy every second of it, you know, and. Uh, no, this is the way I, I live the thing, you know, and uh, I've never been more motivated than now. Even at the beginning of my career, I didn't have this this level of motivation. So, because when you lose something, you you can uh, uh, know the the true uh, how to say um, 
the true uh oh, sorry i don't have the english for that yeah yeah like uh, i mean yeah because you you you'd um when you yeah when it was all stripped away from you then now you have way more appreciation for it right yeah uh, so because you, it's like, you know, oh wow, this can go away at any time, and we've seen yeah. that happen. <laughs> so you realize almost this is precious, and uh, almost you have to enjoy it. You know, that, that's the the feeling I have now from from the COVID experience. So at the end, I can say it's almost like almost something positive for me, I guess. But I don't want to put like the COVID and positive in the same sentence. Right, and I understand uh, what you're saying, though. But um, the, the, the the feeling is this uh, this one. You know? Yes. What was the first, like when you finally got inspiration back, do you remember like getting the first song and being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like knowing like, okay, the faucet's back on. I like it's, I'm back in this. Yeah. 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 This is actually a track I released in 2020. I think Uh, Mm -hmm. this is a track called uh, early hours. Uh, I I made it with, um, with a British singer and uh, the rigs are, are about okay. Now we are seeing the sun again. Maybe we can go out again. So this is it was really like the end of COVID song, you know. And this yeah. is the first one I, I made because it, that was the feeling at this time. So, so uh, yeah. And this is uh, when I started uh, uh, releasing my own music. So on my own label, label I guess, which is not yeah, a yeah. true label, independently. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, that's also was a good experience because. I learned all to to do all the thing by myself, uh, and uh, so I learned once again. I learned a, a lot of things, and uh, when I started uh, to to say, okay, now I want to work with a label again, uh, I was more able to say, I want this, I want this. We can work like this, this. So at the end, that was a very very uh, constructive uh, experience. So I'm very happy I did that. You know, that's mm-hmm. I was very. Uh, teaching you know <laughs> yeah no a hundred percent and you yeah. recently released what, like last week i think or two weeks ago uh stuck in melodies and you yeah. said earlier that you have a new album coming out so tell me about that song and then um is this going to be part of the next project yeah so i think uh, everything i, I release now uh, is part of the future album uh because what i want to do um i have a lot of demos i have a lot of things uh, uh, already um done but um, I want to keep the thing like uh, release one track and play it directly and not uh, start, uh, stop playing gigs uh, from one year time I do a new album, you know, because I want to keep the um, spontaneous thing. Yeah. So, so what I do now is, uh, okay, here is the track because there is one mood. So one mood, one track, this is how it works for me. And, um, and uh, let's release it. And... Uh, at some point, if I, it's, if I feel like, okay, now I'm ready to, to launch the, the, the full album, you know, that, that will be the moment. But this, this is when I feel it, you know, and I think this, it will, it will be for the next year or something like this. I don't know. I just want to, to release tracks, uh, regularly and, uh, like every two or three months maximum. So that's, uh, so that's the process now. And the stuck in melodies track is, uh, so the name is, this is an instrumental track. Yeah. And, um, and uh, the 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 concept of this track is I found the, the first melody very quick, and uh, after there was like another melody coming, and this one I, I I had so much difficulties to find it. I don't know why. But sometimes you just stuck on the project, and uh, at the point it was like because I like this track, you know, and I really wanted to finish it. I was like, why why cannot finish it, you know? And so 
And every time uh, I have this kind of feeling, I say, this is because uh, you're not telling a story in your track. So what are you telling? Uh, what story are you telling in your in this track? And what are you feeling right now? It's now I feel stuck you know, with my fucking melodies, you know? And yeah. when I started, this is the feeling I had. So and when I started feeling like this, I say, okay, so this is the story I, I want to um, to tell. So and when I and like this, the melody, the sale melody just came out, you know, from nowhere. So because I think this is about that. When you are really telling something with your music, that's where the when the idea are coming, you know. So that's the the, the story of this track, actually. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. So it sounds like because you were stuck trying to figure out where that next melody came from, that then. Yeah gave the story to the song and then it un basically unstuck that yeah. <laughs> that melody too. Yeah. That's interesting. That's really cool, man. Well, I, I love what you're doing. Um, I think that's a great idea to release songs uh, as they come. And then at, at the end, maybe, you know, compile them into an album, but uh, it's kind of the way of the world right now is just release as much as you can. People's attention spans are like, you know, you release a full album and maybe, three or four of the songs, five of the songs will get the attention yeah. that they deserve. And then, yeah. you know, some other sparkly object comes up over there and then, you know, everyone's head turns. So, yeah. Um, and this is also a way for me to, um, to uh, communicate with the audience to say, okay, this is one track. How do you like it? And uh, just saying, okay, I'm making an album, but what do you think about this track? This is the kind of track you like, or maybe something, what would you like? So, so this is kind of uh, interaction for me of uh, doing track by track before doing the whole thing. And, uh, oh, that's think, a, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I think, yeah, at the point I say, okay, now I, I know what the vibe is. I know what I want to do. And I, I know how I can uh, make people happy with that. So now let's do a fucking album. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the spirit. I love it, dude. Well, thank you again so much for, for doing this, uh, Joris. I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Uh, uh sorry can you ask it again sorry. oh do you have any advice for new artists up-and-coming musicians uh, like do you have anything you you would let them know about the business or music in general uh i think the main uh, advice uh i would like to give is uh just uh being true with the music you know no because we are all doing that for a reason because i think we have something to share uh, something to communicate and uh, it can it can be like a very uh, large panel of different things but the the only things you have to do is to find you your own and uh, being like sincere to it and put a lot of work and passion into into this and do it because you need to to share this and because you want to yeah to to, to make people feeling things with, with what you're doing and I think when you're doing that, no matter the style or the, the the vibe you want to communicate, when you do it sincerely, it always works. So, like, just yeah, it's in it's it sounds like a very general thing, but stay true. You know, that's the that's why I try to do every day. You know?